welcome to the Connection Church Dublin Sermon Podcast. Our mission is to connect people to a growing relationship with Jesus. One of the ways we do that is through the preaching of God's Word, centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's this week's message. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to welcome everyone. Uh, if it's your first time here, man, my name's Buck, and, and I have the privilege of serving as the, the lead pastor here at Connection. And so we're a, a very simple church. Uh, we are focused on uh, connecting people to a growing relationship with Jesus. And so tonight's a special night uh, because we are celebrating uh, the birth of our Savior. And we're doing, uh, we're doing something a little bit different, uh, that we have our children in the service. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I heard a guy say one time, uh, when you hear a church that has the cries of children, that's usually a church that's alive and active, Right? And so I'm thankful for every cry. And adults, could we just welcome and say uh, welcome to our kids and maybe just say, man, glad they're with us. And as you can see, God has blessed us abundantly in this next generation. And children, I, I wanna have your participation for a second. If you're in the fifth grade and under, uh, I would like for you to maybe just take a minute, clap and cheer, and just say thank you to the many adults in here that serve in our Connection Kids ministry, teaching you the Bible week after week. Kids, could we go ahead and just say thank you? You gotta be loud, yeah? And in one word to you, uh, young men, young women, you don't have to wait to be movers and shakers in the kingdom of God, that God can use you right here and right now, Okay. But for tonight, man, we're gonna be in Luke chapter two, uh, sharing the Christmas story. Man, I've been excited about this message all week because I, I believe in the context of scripture, uh, God has something he is wanting to show us and tell us uh, in the Christmas story, all right? And so uh, as we read and we talk about this first Christmas, uh, what all happened, it made me think back to when I was growing up, okay? And where uh, God decided uh, to, to have Jesus, our Savior, where he was born, and then also who God revealed the good news of the gospel to. And so growing up, man, you can believe it or not, all I wanted to be was a cowboy, right? Does anybody grown up that way? Uh, and, and so my, my grandfather actually ran the stockyard in Lyons, Georgia. And man, it was just uh, amazing. There's some of the best memories of my life, uh, getting to go and, and work around in the stockyard, uh, you know, priding cattle and doing all the, the cow sales. And, and I remember back then there was a, an old vending machine and, and knee-high grape sodas were, were 25 cent, believe that or not. That's gonna run you about a buck 19 today, correct? Amen. And man, like those are some of the best memories of my life. But I wanna share something about the stockyard and really anything to do with that business. Uh, there's nothing really glamorous about the stockyard, okay? And, and really, you, you really wouldn't enjoy it a lot if you don't love uh, the smell of cow manure, all right? I mean, it, it just wasn't. There was nothing glamorous to it. It was dirty, it was grimy, it was nasty. And I, I say that to say that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that, that Jesus Christ, our Messiah, our Savior, our King, was born in a manger, very much a scene similar to that stockyard that, that as you see all these neat and nice figure, figurines of the Christmas story, that's not what that manger looked like, all right? 
It would have been grimy, it would have been dirty, and, and that Joseph and Mary had been rejected from really civilized places to stay. And so the king, the savior of the world, was born into really a dirty circumstance, okay? And then we see that the shepherds, and I'm gonna describe them in a bit, but uh, these were not the upper elites of society, but rather uh, these were men that stayed out in pastures, and, and praise God, they didn't have to stay in pastures in Dublin tonight, 2022, amen? They liable to freeze to the grass out there somewhere, right? But what, we're, what I want to show you tonight is that God was incredibly strategic in what he wants to show us in the Christmas story, right? And that our Savior came in the middle of this muck and mire. And so tonight, the main point of my message is this. What is God trying to show us in the Christmas story? And maybe if you've been, you've heard the Christmas story uh, a million times, but I believe God wants to show us some incredible things tonight. So the first thing I want you to take with you is this. God gave us Jesus according to his plan. Hear that again. God gave us Jesus according to his plan. If you look in the, the first seven verses, we see that uh, Joseph was a man from the line of David. We see that the, the emperor, the, the leader, Caesar Augustus, had called for a census that, that brought Joseph and Mary to Joseph's hometown, uh, which is Nazareth. And all that's going on here is God is fulfilling prophecy, right? That we have prophecies hundreds of years ago that have told us where a Messiah would be born, that told us what he would be like, and they told us where the line, the, the family origin of his father, where he would come from. And we see that right here, at just the right time, the right census comes at just the right year, at just the right moment before a Savior is born. And what I want to tell you is this, is that we serve a sovereign God who is in control of all our plans, right? And, and that, you know, sometimes when we look at the darkness of the world that we think uh, all these governments, these nationalities, and all these things in the world, I want you to know that we serve a God who has the world in his hand, who is working out a plan that, as we see in Scripture, is going to end in our redemption for, those who know, for us who know Christ. And we, so we see a sovereign God. And so maybe tonight, man, you just kind of happened up in here. Maybe you're here to see a baptism or someone invited you. But I want to encourage you and I want you to know, you may think it's a coincidence you're here, but I've been following Jesus, Jesus long enough to know there are no coincidences. The people we bump into, the, the things that happen in our life, God is working out a plan and we learn in scripture that his plans are good for us. And so I want you to know something that no matter what your Christmas looks like, whether this year is a year of joy and cheer and peace, and it's been an incredible year, an incredible season, and maybe you're looking forward to celebrating our Savior, or maybe today you find yourself in difficult circumstances like Joseph and Mary. Maybe you find yourself really excluded with nowhere to stay, or maybe um, uh, you felt like you've been kicked out of some circles, or, or maybe your home life's a wreck, or maybe you feel like you've messed up and you're too far gone. I want you to know something. If you're still breathing, God has a plan for your life. He's a sovereign God who loves you, and he is the kind of God that can meet us where we are in the middle of our circumstances. And so this is why we see 
God gave us Jesus to reach people far from God. God gave us Jesus to reach people far from God. Uh, Notice in the passage, when you really look at uh, verses eight through 12, who does God decide to reveal himself to, okay? So, so there's been 400, there's been hundreds of years of prophecies about a Messiah, a, a savior of the world that would come and where he decided to show up was not in temples, was not in courts. He showed up in the middle of a pasture amongst a group of shepherds. And what you have to know about shepherds is this, uh, shepherds were the, the lowest of low, uh, really of society, These were men that were not allowed to go into the Jewish synagogue. Even if they wanted to worship God, they were deemed unclean, unruly, not good men. And that really, that it was a low of low to have to go and take care of sheep. And what they would do is they would take care of these sheep and watch over them. And they would present these sheep to the Pharisees and to the people. These would have been the religious elites of the time. And they would serve them lambs, but they were not allowed to come into the temple to meet and learn about God. And when you look at that, God is teaching us something here. That he came to seek and save the lost. That in his choice of where to go and where to show up, Luke 19.10 teaches us that even in his birth and even in the angels announcing the good news of Jesus... We see his heart is not to go uh, to people that thought they were morally righteous or thought that they were worthy of a savior, but rather he went out into the pasture in the middle of the night to say, hey, here I am. I'm here to meet you where you are. We see here, it says in verse eight, it says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified, right? So this, this angel descends down and, and the presence of God comes into this dark pasture. This, this glorious light shows up and it says that they're terrified. In verse 10, it says, but the angel of the Lord said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you what? Good news that will cause great joy for who? For all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you Uh, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And so we see that the first carriers, the first hearers of the good news, the good news that a savior had been born and he hadn't been born for a certain group of people, but he had been born for all people. The first carriers were the shepherds. He went to a place that we would not have thought he'd have went to. And so how can we apply this? Maybe you're here today and you can relate with these shepherds. Maybe your life's been a little messy, right? Maybe you've done some things you're not proud of. Maybe you, in life you find yourself in a circumstance that's not good. Or maybe you felt cast out of circles. Maybe you feel like you've been looked down on by people, right? And maybe it's this, this Christmas season you find yourself really in some bad circumstances. Maybe it's mistakes. Mistakes that you feel are irreparable, that I have blown it. I have absolutely dropped the bomb and made a mess of my life and, and, and I, I just feel too far gone. Well, I've got some good news for every person in the room. No one's too far gone to meet Jesus. 
No one's too far gone to be G- meet Jesus. And so this Christmas, man, whether it is two days away from celebrating, uh, we, we got cider, eggnog, presents, and it's just gonna be the best thing because you're at peace and joy and hope. Man, man, praise God for that. But if you're on the other end of the spectrum, listen, you are not here on accident. It is no coincidence that you're hearing the good news of Christ because he's able to meet us in our brokenness. And this Christmas, it's okay to not be okay, man. You're welcome here. We're glad you're here. But I want you to know something. Jesus loves you way too much to leave you that way. That's why you're here. And so what I, what I think we find here is we see the right response to the gospel. You know, these angels, they said it, they said very clear, I come with what? Good news. That's gonna bring great joy for all people. And that's what gospel means, it means good news. But to understand the gospel, I really think we see a picture of right response. So when the presence of God, the, the reality of God showed up in the shepherd's lives, when, they, when he showed up in the pasture, it was not like, well, well, hey God, man, I'm glad you showed up. Do you uh, like have a candy bar or something and tell me how the dinosaurs work, right? Like, that's not what they did. It says that they shied away in terror at the presence of the Lord. And see, to understand the good news of the gospel, we have to understand the, the bad news. And the bad news is, is that no matter whether uh, you feel like you've lived a good life morally or maybe uh, you've messed up, listen, when we stand before the holiness and the perfection and the light of God, it makes us all shy, it makes us all shy away in terror. Why? not just because of our sin and brokenness, but the holiness and the perfection of God. And so when the presence of God showed up, it was a, a, a terrible thing. It was a, a terror of like, man, this is a perfect light and I've done some things that I've messed up. I mean, I can only imagine, I know y'all have watched all the cowboy shows, right? Man, they're not singing praises to God around the campfire eating like, like cowboy beans, you know what I'm saying? They're probably some pretty rough talk, rough people, and I doubt they were singing hymns before Jesus showed up in their life, right? And so we see that when it, when it showed up, it was like, man, he is holy and I am not. But the good news is that God meets us there. And when we see that we're not right, that we have sin in our life, that there is darkness in us, the, the angels say, what? They said, listen, don't be afraid. Why? I bring you good news that a savior has been born, that if you trust in this savior, what was terror in the presence of God has now become your treasure, right? That, that we have a savior that's been born that is able to save us from our sins. And what he's saying, the good news is that though you may not be perfect, you can be forgiven. You can be forgiven and you can be saved. And so what, what do we see? We see that God gave us Jesus to worship and tell others. God gave us Jesus to worship and tell others. You know, I think about the best Christmas I've ever had. Can anybody remember the best Christmas you've ever had, right? I'll never forget it, man. My little brother, Brian, he got a trampoline, and brother, I got an N64, same Christmas. Best one yet. It was, it was I mean, it was just, Lord, thank you, Lord, or thank you. Anyway, I won't, we won't get into Santa today. But anyway, uh, 
But man, it was amazing. And man, I, I, I cherished it. I, I love these gifts. Man, they were incredible gifts. But as much as I was excited about my gifts, man, I could not wait to get to school to tell all my friends, man, you can't believe what I got this Christmas, right? And I wanted to invite them in. I'm like, dude, you gotta come play Super Mario with me. Man, I'm gonna crush you in Mario Kart, right? And I want you to come and participate. I've got to tell you about this gift. Well, listen, we see in the shepherds the right response when we receive a, when we receive a gift like Jesus, right? What does it say they do? Let's pick up with me in verse 13. It says, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared and the angel with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they what? They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word and concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured these things in her heart and pondered them, uh, and pondered them in their heart. The shepherds returned, listen, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. What do we see the response of the shepherds to the gospel? When we come face to face with Jesus, when we see our sin and brokenness, when we see the righteousness, the holiness of God, and we hear that we can be forgiven for our sin, how should we respond? The shepherds give us a beautiful response. Number one, they ran to meet Jesus, right? They didn't run away, they ran to Jesus. Secondly, they went and told people, right? That just like that good gift of Jesus is a good gift and they went and told people. And thirdly, after they met Christ, they went home praising God. They went home praising and glorifying God. And what I want you to know, I want you to hear this, and this is what really drives us as a church. We really do believe Jesus is too good not to share. Hear that again, Jesus is too good not to share. And that, that's really why we exist as a church, that we want the whole world to know. We want children to know. We want our, our friends to know. We want our neighbors to know. We want our coworkers to know because we believe this news is too good to stay with us. It's meant to pass on through us into a world that needs to hear the good news. We see the shepherds do that. It's a right response to the gospel. Now, I want you to finish with me. And this week, as I was reading and studying, this, this phrase, I, I, I'm, you know, I've been in church for a while. I've heard the Christmas story. But listen to Mary here, the mother of Jesus. Mary says in verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things in her heart, all these things and pondered them in her heart. Listen to me, God gave us Jesus as a gift to treasure. Hear that again, God gave us Jesus as a gift to treasure. And I believe Mary sees the moment you know, we live in a fast-paced society that's go, go, go all the time. Here, there, get there, get it done and go. And one of the things that, that I pray I wanted to do this Christmas is to have a heart of Mary, that Mary truly saw what God had done through Jesus. And it says she stopped, she thought, and she treasured it in her heart. And at the end of the day, that's the best thing we could do this Christmas. The best thing we could do for our children is to stop thinking, treasure it. 
You know, going back to those gifts and back to the N64 Mario Kart, all the fun stuff, right? Back to the trampoline. You know, I don't know where that N64 is. I'm pretty sure a windstorm like this one took the trampoline one day, right? But man, for kids and adults alike, wouldn't you agree none of our gifts last for a lifetime? For all of us adults, the trucks, the, house, the homes, all the things, they, they never quite satisfy us, do they? they? They never quite get us what we really want out of them. That really all of these gifts that we get, every Christmas gift, all the things, it seems like they're, they're here today, we enjoy them for a bit, but then we move on, searching for something different, maybe something more, and, and we really move on past these gifts. And I think why Christmas is so important and why we can glean from Mary here, listen to me. Jesus is a gift that we will treasure for all eternity. He's a gift that does not run out. He's a gift that will not get old. He won't, it won't get rusty. He won't blow away. He, he, he won't disappear on you. He won't leave you in the middle of your bad circumstances. Uh, that it, you won't read all the Bible and get it all figured out. And listen, he'll satisfy you for a lifetime, but then when you quit breathing here, he'll satisfy you for all eternity. There is no gift like Jesus, amen? There is no gift like Jesus. And Mary sees the moment and she saw Jesus for who he was, and she stopped to behold and say, God, you have truly given me a treasure. You have truly given me a great gift. And so as we ponder this, as we talk about the gospel, I wanna ask you a question. Have you seen Jesus this way? Right, if maybe we live, man, we all, most of us, unless you flew in from here somewhere, we live in the Bible Belt. We've heard about Christ. We've, we've probably been a part of Christmas, bunches of Christmases. But the good news of the gospel is this, is Jesus is not someone to hear about, he's someone to know personally, right? That the gospel is this, is just like the shepherds when, when the presence of God showed up in the pasture, when held up to God's perfect standard, we all fall short of the glory of God. And because of sin in us, that's missing the mark of God's perfection, uh, we have been separated from a holy God. Right, that, that we really can't earn or merit our way back because none of us measure up to perfection. And that sin is deeper than just bad things you do, bad things you're doing or whatever. Uh, sin is who we are apart from Christ. But the good news of the gospel is that God sent a savior in the form of a baby. And what that baby, what Jesus would grow up to do is to live the righteous life we could not live. And because of sin, Jesus climbed up on a cross and he paid the penalty for our sin, right? Perfectly and complete. And what he said in a response is this, if you'll repent of your sin, you'll trust in me, I'll be that free gift of salvation. I can come to you and you can come to me. And I'm telling you, just as we talked about Maybe today in the middle of our Christmas services, we're getting ready uh, to, to open the gifts and do the things. Maybe today God sent you here because he wants you to bump into a savior, right? So that this gift could be yours. And so I have uh, two, two real responses and what we're gonna do, we're gonna worship one more song and man, we have baptisms to celebrate, but two things. Number one, if you know Christ as Lord, I want you to treasure him this year, Right? May we come and pray, take next steps, whatever God's calling us to do. 
I pray that we would see Jesus as treasure, that we would remember maybe this year what God has done. For anyone, has God been faithful in your life this year? Has he brought you through some things? But then I wanna give a second invitation and maybe today you're here, someone invited you and you say, Buck, I've heard the gospel and I don't have a relationship with Jesus. This treasure isn't mine. I've never treasured Christ. My life doesn't look anything like him. Uh, to be honest, I, I felt like God's just given up on me. I'm too far gone. Well, I want you to know, just like we said, Jesus meets us where we are, as long as we're honest about where we are and admit our need for him. The Bible says if we confess our sin, repent, trust in Christ, it says that we'll be forgiven. And I wanna give you that opportunity right now. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for these children. And God, I pray over them. I pray they grow up to be mighty men and women of the Lord. I thank you for the parents for having them here. And, and God, I, I pray right now, I pray for anyone in this room that they know right now, God, you're calling them into a relationship. And God, maybe you've been working for a couple weeks and it's like, man, I don't know how this keeps coming up, but I've been feeling God calling me. I've been feeling like God revealing himself to me. People have come into my life, I've been invited. And I know that God is calling me into a relationship that I wanna be saved from my sin and I want to receive this free gift of salvation. Man, if, if that's you here tonight, I'm just gonna ask you as an extension of faith, would you lift your hand? And just say, Buck, that's me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else in the house that would say yes to Christ tonight? Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you. Man, so beautiful to see your hand at work. God, I, I thank you. Lord, I, I pray right now. God, that you would continue to move and work in our lives. God, I pray that we would treasure you this Christmas. And God, I, I thank you. God, I thank you for the one. I thank you that you go in the pastures to meet shepherds. God, I thank you that you, 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 you'll go through any barrier to meet us where we are. And God, thank you that we get to be your people, Lord. Thank you that you use broken, unworthy people to declare your name, to sing your praises. And God, we're just thankful for salvation in this place. God, I thank you for the lives that have been changed. I thank you for those that are following through in baptism. God, I pray you would continue to move and work in our service. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey guys, can we celebrate? Thanks for tuning in to the Connection Church Dublin Sermon Podcast. We pray that this message stirred your affections for Jesus. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and share it with others. For more information about our church and other resources, please visit ConnectionDublin.com.